All right, everybody, welcome to Season 3, Episode 8 of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. As always, it's your guy, Bully Rye, back at it again. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making me part of your day presented by Anchor Podcasts. Just want to give you a heads up where you can find me on social media. As always, on Twitter, at Tap Outs and TDs. On Facebook, search for at Tap Outs and Touchdowns. And the email to the show, touchdowns at gmail.com. Got a doubleheader show for you today here. No wrestling this week. I've had a lot of wrestling so far this season. And I figure maybe you, you might want a little bit of a break from, from wrestling. And I've got a doubleheader of football divisional predictions for you this afternoon, this morning, this evening, wherever it is that you're listening. Got some pretty in-depth football talk here you've already heard me give you my predictions on the nfc and afc south today's show we are going to go with the nfc and the afc east and without further ado i'm going to get right into it and get into the nfc east as with my first two episodes i'm going to go worst to first in each division and with the nfc east we're going to start off with the team who won the division in 2020 at 7-9, the Washington football team. They still do not have a a, a team name yet. I know they're in the process of it, but the Washington football team, uh, let's just get right into it. Won the division in 2020 with a losing record. They have lost a a few people to note, Uh, most notably quarterback Alex Smith. If you want my opinion, Alex Smith should be – uh, the namesake of the comeback player of the year. This man almost died after a severe leg injury uh, cost him almost, well, like I said, it almost cost him his life. He's finally decided to hang it up after all these years in the NFL. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, he wasn't even the starter to start the season. Uh, but by the end of the year, he had won the fan base over and won that starting job after nearly losing his leg and nearly losing his life. Uh, Alex Smith is gone. You also lose a relatively young running back in Bryce Love, who was waived in April. He had a lot of potential coming out of college. Off-the-field situations and injuries has plagued his NFL career. Currently a free agent, Bryce Love, is gone. Uh, They also lost, I guess, aging linebacker in Thomas Davis, as well as, uh, I wouldn't call him a stud defensive back, but one one of the more talented defensive backs in the league in Ronald Darby. Now, going into the season, they they had quite a few additions. Uh, Jamin Davis drafted out of Kentucky, a linebacker. They also drafted an offensive tackle out of Texas, Samuel Cosme. And I'm sure you're going to completely obliterate me if I mispronounce either of those names. Uh, but they also signed a few people. They signed quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, who – Shared time in Miami. He's also been a journeyman in the NFL. I, w- If I'm not mistaken, I feel like he's played for half of the NFL teams by this point. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, no longer in Miami, is now part of the Washington football team, along with wide receiver Adam Humphreys, who has spent the last few seasons in Tennessee, a former Carolina Panthers wide receiver, Curtis Samuel. And they're also re- returning safety Landon Collins from the IR from last year. Some moves being made. Uh, seven and nine in 2020. I am picking them to go four and 13 in 2021. I've got them winning games over the New York Giants in week two at Green Bay and at Denver 
in week six and seven, and then winning an upset game. Uh, I, I don't know if you call it an upset by that point over Philadelphia in week 17. Uh, you know, I've got them only going four, uh, four and 13. And last year, uh, despite a losing record, they won the division. Uh, while the Eagles struggled with offensive injuries all season, uh, Dallas and New York losing their most key offensive players in Dak Prescott and Saquon Barkley, respectively. Uh, with a total roster overhaul in Philadelphia and returning stars elsewhere, uh, Washington comes back down to earth in 2021. Without a stud quarterback or running back, uh, you've got Terry McLaurin being the only consistent receiving threat here for the Redskins. Uh, defense is going to keep them in games. I mean, Ron Rivera, their head coach, is a defensive-minded head coach. I'm not saying that they're 4-13 and 13 and they're going to be a dumpster fire 4-13. and 13. They're going to be in a lot of these games. I just don't see him being able to pull a lot out. Uh, you, you, you know, there's some there's some names at running back on that team. Antonio Gibson was drafted last year. He was supposed to be, and, and granted, he did have a, a decent end of the year last year. Uh, I just I don't I don't consider him a stud running back in a division where you have uh, a Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know if you call Miles Sanders a stud running back, but nevertheless. Uh, you think the name Antonio Gibson, and while he was serviceable in fantasy football last year, uh, he didn't really stand out to me on on paper with stats. Uh, plus, you're basically overhauling the quarterback room. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be your starting quarterback at least for the beginning of the season. Uh, again, it's it's despite all all what they have going for them, Terry McLaurin is a very talented wide receiver. Uh, they're just not going to be able to overcome that inconsistent offense in 2021. Again, seven and nine last year, and they won the division. It's not too much to suggest they lose uh, or they win uh, three fewer games this year, uh, but that's what I've got them going. I've got them going four and thirteen. I could be wrong, but you know, it's we've seen crazier things happen. I mean, I think they were the third team in NFL history to have a losing record and win their division and host a playoff game. The other two that come to my mind are, I believe, Carolina and Seattle. Uh, nevertheless, Washington football team goes four and thirteen and finishes dead last in the NFC East in 2021. Next up, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, who I've got finishing third in the NFC East this season. Uh, in 2020, they went four eleven and one, dead last in the division. Fired head coach Doug Peterson in January. Now. Some big moves here for the Philadelphia Eagles. They lost defensive end Vinny Curry. Uh, running back Corey Clement has gone to the New York Giants. Again, not much of a loss. You've got Miles Sanders still there as a starting running back. Lost a, I wouldn't call him a stud safety, but a serviceable safety in Jalen Mills. Uh, also lost wide receivers Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. Deshaun Jackson had just returned to Philadelphia after a few years gone. Alshon Jeffrey has not been healthy and seem, seemingly I don't know, three years. He hasn't really been healthy since they went on that Super Bowl run uh, where Nick Foles won the Super Bowl MVP. Now, I mentioned Nick Foles uh, because the starting quarterback that season was Carson Wentz. And when I talk about key losses to this Philadelphia offense, they traded Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts as uh, incoming second-year player Jalen Hurts as the expected starter here in 2021, uh, giving him the full reins to the offense. Now, I mentioned that Jalen Hurts is expected to start. 
They've also signed Joe Flacco in the offseason to maybe add some depth to that quarterback room, give some experience for Jalen Hurts to learn from. Uh, again, if you've listened to my previous seasons of my podcast, you know how I feel about Joe Flacco. He's garbage. He was garbage when he was in Baltimore. He was garbage uh, when he was with the New York Jets. I, I don't have anything against him personally. He had one phenomenal season in which he won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. But besides that, Joe Flacco is the most overrated and, and at one point the most overpaid quarterback in the league. But again, you know, he's got some experience. He's won a Super Bowl. So some something for Jalen Hurts uh, to pick up on. Now, uh, they also return ri- running back Jordan Howard. Uh, re-signing here, uh, Jordan Howard has spent a few years with a few different teams, spent some time with the New York – I'm sorry, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so they get him back. Uh, defensive end Ryan Kerrigan has also signed with Philadelphia. The biggest signing, in my opinion, is wide receiver Devontae Smith from Alabama, uh, drafted number 10 overall. If you want to talk about replacing the production or the should-have-been production of guys like Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, Devonta Smith is going to do it. Huge draft, uh, draft pick, huge draft selection by the Philadelphia Eagles. Unfortunately, it's not going to help their win-loss record. I've got them going like the Washington football team, 4-13 here in 2021. Uh, I attribute most of it to the coaching and roster turnover. Uh, I don't expect much out of the Eagles this year. I, I still think the jury is out on Jalen Hurts. Uh, but again, he gets an old teammate back in what I just mentioned will be a standout rookie season for Devontae Smith. Um, and they get back Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard backing Miles Sanders up. Neither one of them have been able to stay healthy. Again, I mentioned last year they were just devastated by the injury bug the entire season. I don't think they had one game where the entire offense was 100%. Still waiting to see what happens with this new look offense. I got them with wins over Carolina in Week 5 and Detroit in Week 8. The parity in this division, I've got them with wins over the Washington football team and the Giants in Week 15 and 16. Not because I necessarily think they're the better team, uh, but again, it's simply from the experience in this division. Uh, they're they're always competitive with one another, and so I've got Philadelphia getting some wins late in the season. But again, expectations are low. It's a new season. It's a new offense. It's a new head coach. I've got the Philadelphia Eagles basically tying for dead last in the division at four and thirteen. But because they've got that win over uh, the Washington football team, I've got them finishing third in the division. Uh, next up. I've got the second-place team in the NFC East, and it's the same team who finished second in the East last year, and that's the New York Football Giants. In 2020, went 6-10, finished second in the NFC East. Remember, the Washington football team won the division at 7-9. So 6-10, they still had a chance to win the division last year. Now, they've lost only a couple guys of note. Running back Wayne Gallman, who took the place of an injured Saquon Barkley last year, uh, and backup quarterback Colt McCoy has gone to Arizona. Uh, but they have, they've made some, some key additions to try to improve on this offense that struggled mightily uh, with the absence of Saquon Barkley last year and spending the majority of the year with a wide receiver room banged up. Uh, running back Devontae Booker has signed out of the Vegas Raiders. They've also signed a backup quarterback Mike Glennon. Not a really big, sexy name, if you will. Also signed wide receiver... John Ross out of Cincinnati, very speedy wide receiver. A lot was expected of John Ross. We might see a, a, a 
breakout year for John Ross here in New York. Also, a bigger wide receiver signing in Kenny Galladay from the Detroit Lions. Affectionately nicknamed Babytron was Kenny Galladay. Spent most of last year injured. And with a new-look roster entirely for the Detroit Lions, Kenny Galladay moved on and is now here with the New York Giants. We also talk about new-look offense. New York Giants have taken Kyle Rudolph from Minnesota as well as former wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin. The story has it was when he was drafted to Carolina that he came into the draft intentionally overweight so that he would drop in the draft because he wanted to come to Carolina. Believe he had a couple of good years in Carolina, but nothing to, to write home about. I guess it got to the point where he was tired of trying to cut weight and be in wide receiver type conditioning. And so he is converting to a tight end this season. Now, coming out of the draft, just a couple of names. Uh, this is their, their first two draft picks Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida at number 20 overall, and a linebacker. I know I'm going to butcher this Aziz Ojalari from Georgia at number 50 overall. Again, just a couple of, of positions to plug here. They've obviously, again, I mentioned John Ross and Kenny Galladay signing a guy like Kadarius Tony, along with Sterling Shepard, who is still on that roster. Getting back Saquon Barkley is going to be key for this team to open it up for these wide receivers uh, new to the team and new to the league. In 2020, they went six and ten. I've got them going ten and seven here in 2021. Again, I got a, they got a lot to add to their depleted roster of offensive weapons from 2020. They also get Saquon Barkley from injury. There's a video out there where he is looking like a monster already. So he should be able to go week one, which will be key to the success of this Giants offense and the further development of Daniel Jones at quarterback. I've got them losing seven games, but the teams that they're losing to aren't, aren't bad teams. I, I just mentioned Washington football team is going to be in a lot of their games. I've got them losing to Washington in week two. I've got them losing to the Rams in week six, who was a playoff team from last year. I've got them losing at Kansas City in week eight, at Tampa Bay in week 11, and then week 14 through 16, they're going to slide as they are going to take losses to the Chargers, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. Now, I mentioned they've got a tough slate to face in the schedule this season. They draw – both the defending NFC and AFC champions, uh, and we're expecting big things from Daniel Jones last year that just didn't come to fruition. Again, without Saquon Barkley, the receivers were banged up most of last year uh, as they played maybe one game at full health, at full strength, if that, if, we're, if I'm being honest. Um, if, my diff, if my prediction falls and this offense struggles, and honestly, they might be in, in the market for another quarterback here in 2022. I mentioned Daniel Jones needs to show signs of development and improvement. And I think this is his year to do it. Third year in the league, took the reins over from a Hall of Famer in Eli Manning. So you would expect big things out of Daniel Jones. Granted, the rest of the offense stays healthy. The New York Giants, 6-10 and 10 a year ago, I've got them going 10-7 and seven and finishing second in the NFC East. Last but certainly not least, obviously, the NFC East champions in 2021 will be none other than the Dallas Cowboys. And I know if if I've got people who are listening who are Cowboys fans are going to be thrilled that I'm choosing the Cowboys, and then everybody else is going to say, oh, of course, look what they did last year. Like you think they're going to win the division this year. They finished third in the division last year at 6-10. and 10. Already mentioned that was only one game out of winning the division. It's their first losing season since 2015. 
And if you remember, Dak Prescott suffered a gruesome ankle injury in Week 5. Despite that ankle injury, they were a game out of still winning that division, even without Dak Prescott, as Andy Dalton took the reins from Dak's injury. Now, I mentioned uh, Andy Dalton took over. Uh, Dallas has got a few more key losses that I that I want to speak about. Obviously, Andy Dalton has gone to Chicago and has been named the starter in Chicago. We'll see how that, long that lasts. We'll talk about them when we get to the NFC North preview. They lost defensive end Alden Smith to the Seattle Seahawks. Linebacker who couldn't stay healthy even when he was on the roster, Sean Lee, has retired. Linebacker Joe Thomas has moved on to Houston. And for my money's worth, a really good safety, and Xavier Woods has moved on to the Minnesota Vikings. Now, they've, again, made some decent additions. Uh, I, I wouldn't call it a, a splash name. Jeremy Sprinkle, tight end from the Washington football team. A bigger name from the Houston Texans, Carlos Watkins at defensive tackle. Uh, J. Ron Curse, a safety out of Detroit. And Keanu Neal, safety out of Atlanta to shore up that uh, secondary that struggled last year in Dallas. All but two players drafted by the Dallas Cowboys were defensive players. Uh, some of those defensive players, including linebacker Micah Parsons from Penn State, defensive backs uh, Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky, and I threw this in here because it was a later-round draft pick, Israel Muhuamu from South Carolina. My guy, he's the one that he if – you, if you didn't see this guy play college ball, he's like a six-foot-four cornerback. He's probably not going to play cornerback in the NFL, but a six foot four defensive back is going to be a monster matchup for a lot of these taller wide receivers that play in the league. He had a pick six that helped propel South Carolina to an upset win over Georgia in his sophomore season. Uh, so again, that's why I wanted to mention him. And again, if you've been following the show, I'm a homer. So any chance that I get to speak about a Gamecock, I'm going to. Now I mentioned six and 10 last year, third in their division, uh, despite losing Dak Prescott. In 2021, I am projecting that Dak Prescott is good to go and fully healthy for the most of the season. I've got them going 12-5 and five and winning this division. Uh, if, if you go back to last season, before losing Dak in Week 5, Dallas had three losses to playoff teams in which they lost by 3, 7, and 11, uh, respectively, while scoring 31.5 points per game through the first four games of the season. I think if Dak is at 100% at the beginning of the season, uh, they're going to pick right back up where they left off prior to his injury last year. They struggled mightily on defense in 2020, and they picked up some really big key pieces in free agency and a defensive heavy draft, which is something we haven't seen in a while. But, I mean, they're stacked in offense. They've got Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, Dak has re-signed a monster contract and is expected to be that quarterback for the future. They've got Amari Cooper at wide receiver. An offense that is, that is slated to continue to, to improve and continue to, to produce, uh, but they've, they've really stepped up and improved on the defensive side of the ball. I've got them projected five losses, including a grace period, one and two losses against Rams and Bucks, both playoff teams from last season. Obviously, the Bucks, the defending Super Bowl champions, who I have winning their division. Uh, and, and again, if I, I'm, there are also caveats that Dallas is not going to be fully healthy. Dak Prescott may or may not start the season. He, he may still be coming on and, and trying to ease his way back into the offense, um, which is another reason why I've got them losing to the Giants in week five, uh, losing to at, at Minnesota in week eight, and we'll get more 
uh, Minnesota talk when we get into the NFC North. Um, and then Kansas City in Week 11, they've also got C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. So like the New York Giants, they draw both Kansas City and Tampa Bay on their on their schedule. It might be the popular pick among amongst NFL pundits or you know NFL experts. I'm just going based on my own personal opinion. And the NFC East, uh, if my money was going to be put on anything, the Dallas Cowboys followed by the New York Giants, then the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington football team. So that's it. That's your NFC East preview. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And if I butchered any of those names or if you have anything to disagree with me on, reach out to me on social media and let me know about it. You know, a lot of people – talk about social media and say how much they hate trolls, this, that, and the other. Should I would I would welcome some some criticism or some questioning about who I've got winning these divisions, so on and so forth. Uh, so nevertheless, there's your NFC East preview. We're going to take a short break, and coming up next, we're going to dive into the second part of the doubleheader on this football-only tap-outs and touchdowns episode, and I'm going to preview the AFC East. That's right. Uh, formerly owned by Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, the AFC East is going to uh, be a little, I wouldn't call it surprising this year, uh, but interesting to say the least. So stick around for part two of the football doubleheader right here on Tap Outs and Touchdowns. All right, everybody, welcome back to this part two of my football doubleheader here on Tap Out and Touchdowns this week. Just a quick reminder where you can find me on social media, on Twitter, at Tap Outs and TDs. Search for at Tap Outs and Touchdowns on Facebook and the email to the show, touchdowns at gmail.com. For all the names that I butchered and all the disagreements you have on my two early predictions here for the NFL 2021 season, Reach out to me on social media and tell me what you think. Uh, but for the time being, we're going to go right into the next division that I'm going to preview, that being the AFC East. And like every other division, we are going to go worst to first. Uh, and that is no different here in the AFC East. Starting off with the last place team in the AFC East, not only for this coming season, but they were the last place team in the AFC East in 2020. And that are the New York Football Jets. New York Jets, uh, two and fourteen last season. Big turnover here in the offseason to see what kind of, well, to see if they can right the ship. They again, I mentioned Joe Flacco in the previous segment has moved on from the Jets to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, ageless wonder running back Frank Gore is no longer here, and speedy wide receiver Brashad Perryman has moved on to the Detroit Lions. Uh, but the biggest name to note uh, as far as players leaving, uh, Sam Darnold. I already mentioned him in the NFC South preview. Sam Darnold was traded to the Panthers prior to the 2021 draft, uh, which meant that the New York Jets were in the market for a new quarterback. We'll get to that in a minute, but before we get into the draft, uh, some key additions made by the New York Jets to try to see what they can put together for the next season. Wide receiver from Jacksonville and Keelan Cole, and Corey Davis from Tennessee. A couple of really skilled wide receivers here. Corey Davis more so than Keelan Cole, but nevertheless, some wide receiver help 
where they struggled uh, very mightily last season. Uh, running back Tevin Coleman. Again, I mentioned they lost Frank Gore. Tevin Coleman, formerly of the Falcons and most recently the 49ers, coming in to be a dual threat running back here for the New York Jets. Uh, tight end Tyler Croft. Uh, now, granted, he played in a, a different team we'll get to in a minute uh, this past season, but it was a former third-round draft pick for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, which is why I noted that it was a, it was a key ad here for the Jets. Uh, I also mentioned a minute ago in my previous segment, they added defensive end Benny Curry, linebacker Jared Davis from the Detroit Lions, who was drafted to to be the next big thing at linebacker for the Lions and has not panned out. Uh, defensive end from the New Orleans Saints, Justin Hardy, and LaMarcus Joyner from the Vegas Raiders, as well as, uh, I, I call him a star defensive tackle, uh, formerly of the Saints, Sheldon Rankins. Uh, here, so some key ads that can well potentially add some some skill here and some competitiveness from the formerly two and fourteen New York Jets, and then we get to the draft. Uh, I mentioned Sam Darnold's gone in the market for a new quarterback. Two and fourteen was good enough to give the New York Jets the number two overall pick, and they took quarterback Zach Wilson out of BYU. A lot of good things said about this guy in college, but in my opinion. He couldn't beat Coastal Carolina. Now, Coastal had a very good year last year. Uh, but it's still yet to be seen what Zach Wilson is going to be able to do here in the NFL, considering he did not play for a, let's call it, one of the more competitive conferences in the NCAA. Uh, so Zach Wilson, uh, again, is he's more than likely, he's, I mean, more than likely nothing. You don't draft a quarterback number two overall and let him sit the pine. Uh, Zach Wilson will be the starting quarterback here in week one. A couple other key ads to, to note. Uh, guard Elijah Vera Tucker, number 14 overall from USC. So they had two picks in the top 14 picks in the NFL draft. Uh, in the second round, they took another wide receiver, Elijah Moore, a 34 overall from Ole Miss. Um, in the fourth round, they took Michael Carter, a running back out of North Carolina, and the reason I mentioned Michael Carter, I say the reason I mentioned, they, they've got Tevin Coleman. Uh, they're hoping Michael Carter might be able to step up and be that starting role. They also drafted a safety in the fifth round from Duke, also named Michael Carter. Now, Michael Carter the second, what he's listed as, but I thought it was funny that they drafted a running back uh, from North Carolina named Michael Carter while also drafting a safety from Duke named Michael Carter. So, again, just... Sort of an interesting tidbit, uh, something I didn't think about when watching the draft, but going back and, and doing my research, I thought it was an interesting take. Now, I mentioned 2-14 in 2020. Uh, not much of an improvement here in 2021. I've got them going 3-14 and 14 with the extra game on the schedule. Uh, they are currently in the NFL's longest playoff drought. Uh, and again, despite flashy draft picks, again, Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, and a new head coach in Robert Hyde. Again, I'm going to get killed for not getting this right. Robert Saleh. Nevertheless, a new head coach, flashy draft picks. Uh, unfortunately for the New York Jets, Buffalo has taken over this division with Tom Brady's departure from New England. And Miami shown, showed real signs of improvement in 2020, all of which point to another dreadful year of Jets football uh, with an offense filled with rookie skill players and yet another rookie quarterback. I've got them getting some early wins uh, over New England in Week 2 and some late-season upsets against Philadelphia and New Orleans in Week 13 and 14. But that's about it for this New York Jets team. 
they're going to be drafting again, uh, top five, top ten picks, uh, and maybe they can add some. I don't know. It's it, you're not you're going to wonder wonder what it's going to take for the New York Jets to be competitive in an AFC East that is increasingly getting more difficult to compete in. So again, the New York Jets go from two and fourteen in twenty twenty to three and fourteen in twenty twenty one. And moving right along here, uh, coming from fourth to third. And this might be a name that might surprise people. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, finishing third in the AFC East in 2021, I've got the New England Patriots. They also finished third in the division in 2020, finishing seven and nine. And uh, uh, like the New York Jets, have some some key losses to talk about. They lost defensive back Terrence Brooks to the Texans, defensive tackle Adam Butler to the Miami Dolphins. A longtime running back for the Patriots, Rex Burkhead, is also with the Texans. I mentioned him in the in the AFC South preview. Uh, again, I'm going to mention another Gamecock here, wide receiver Demir Bird, speedy wide receiver who spent some time in Carolina playing with Cam Newton, played with Carol, Cam Newton here with the New England Patriots. He has moved on to the Chicago Bears. Defensive back Jason McCourty is now in Miami. Wide receiver Dante Moncrief who you may remember from the Indianapolis Colts more so than the New England Patriots. He is now with the Houston Texans. Offensive guard Joe Thune uh, signed a big money contract to go play for the Kansas City Chiefs. And a wide receiver that you probably haven't heard his name in a while, Marquise Lee, former expected to be stud out of USC, uh, was released from the New England Patriots here in March. Now, New England is always really busy in free agency. And this year was no different. I'm only going to touch on some highlights here. Wide receiver uh, Nelson Aguilar from the Las Vegas Raiders. He has shown signs of being a serviceable wide receiver. The New England Patriots struggled, again, I, I hate to keep reusing the word, struggled mightily at wide receiver last year. Nelson Aguilar will be a, a huge addition here. Uh, also, Kendrick Bourne from the 49ers showed signs of being another skilled wide receiver. We'll see if he can step up and add to this wide receiver room. They also signed linebacker Matthew Juden from the Raiders, defensive back Jalen Mills from the Philadelphia Eagles, and linebacker Kyle Van Noy from the Miami Dolphins. The bigger picture here to think about is it seems like they're trying to rebuild this tight end room like they had years ago with disgraced tight end Aaron Hernandez and Gronk were side-by-side. They have signed star tight ends from two different teams, one being Hunter Henry with the Los Angeles Chargers and the other being Janu Smith from the Tennessee Titans. Line those two guys up and we might we might get another nasty tight end tandem here out of New England. Now, I mentioned uh, uh, they were very busy in free agency. They also had somewhat of a notable draft because it was the highest they have ever drafted a quarterback under Bill Belichick as they drafted Mac Jones number 15 overall out of Alabama. Now, also to note, in the second round, they took another Alabama player, this time defensive tackle, Christian Barmore. Now, I mentioned Mac Jones being drafted. Cam Newton has also signed another one-year contract to return to the New England Patriots. So more than likely, he's there's a good chance that Cam Newton starts the season off as the starting quarterback. But as the season goes on and you start to see his play continue to be what it has been the last few years from Cam Newton. We're going to see Mac Jones take over that offense. So in 2020, they went 7-9, and nine, which isn't so bad. I'm probably going to get eaten alive for this. 
In 2021, I've got them taking a huge step backwards. And I've got the New England Patriots going 4-13 and 13 in 2021. Again, you might call me crazy because Bilic Belichick has not had a season that bad, I don't think ever, as the head coach for the New England Patriots. But with question marks at quarterback, with a returning Cam Newton and the highest quarterback ever drafted by Bill Belichick, I'm not quite sure what this offense is going to look like. Stacked with a slew of wide receivers and running backs, uh, you wonder if any of them are actually going to be able to step up and lead this offense back to glory. I personally say no. It has been very well documented that Bill Belichick stacks a ton of running backs and is no different. Yeah, they lost Rex Burkhead, but they returned Sony Michelle, Damian Harris, James White. Uh, and then again, their wide receiver room, as, as bad as they were at wide receiver last year, uh, they still got a lot of names to, to play with here in New England. But again, I don't think that any of them are going to be good enough to lead New England back to anywhere close to where they were with Tom Brady at the helm. You know, I, again, I mentioned the tight ends being signed. I think best-case scenario, the tandem of Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith may open up the field for everyone else. Uh, but again, I don't think it's going to be as as much as, well, as, as good as it was under Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. I've got them projected to win four games, including the Saints in Week 3, at Houston in Week 5, the New York Jets in Week 7, and then in Week 16, I've got them winning an upset win over Buffalo. Uh, again, just because. It's one of those things, every team has a slip-up, and, and I don't think Buffalo will be any different, uh, and so that's why I've got New England taking that win in Week 16. I also wrote down here, my oh my, how the mighty have fallen. It is uh, just two years removed from Tom Brady leading this Patriots offense, being thought of as he's never going to be anything but a Patriot. It's going to be time for him to retire, and he's going to run off into the sunset. I mean, how many Super Bowls did he have in New England? Leaves New England, New England finishes third in the division, and Tom Brady goes to win a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just my, oh my, how the mighty have fallen. The New England Patriots, second consecutive year, they will finish third in the AFC East. Now, finishing second in the AFC East is the same team that finished second in the AFC East in 2020, and they are the Miami Dolphins. In 2020, they finished 10-6. However, again, lost some players of note. I mentioned a minute ago in my previous segment, Ryan Fitzpatrick has moved on to the Washington football team, which leaves Tua Tagovailoa to be leading this team at quarterback for the foreseeable future. Miami would also lose running back Matt Breida, who was signed late last year, uh, and DeAndre Washington. Again, not really big names to note because you had Savan Ahmed, who took over a lot last season and looked really good for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, some defensive players I think would be more apt to look at. They lost linebackers Shaq Lawson and I missed, mentioned a minute ago Kyle Van Noy. Uh, now, some, some key additions here for the Miami Dolphins. They added defensive backs Jason McCourty, uh, defensive tackle Adam Butler. Uh, you talk about losing Ryan Fitzpatrick. They did add Jacoby Brissett here for the quarterback room. Running backs Malcolm Brown and Jordan Scarlett. Jordan Scarlett was a high-round draft pick at, for the Carolina Panthers. Malcolm Brown uh, was, at times, a very serviceable fantasy running back, at the very least, for the L.A. Rams. Uh, he comes into Miami. Uh, wide receiver Alan Hearns uh, is 
who opted out in 2020 will be returning this season, as well as Albert Wilson and former Houston Texan Will Fuller. Now, again, it'll be interesting to see if Will Fuller can stay healthy. And I, I say out of trouble, uh, Will Fuller will start the season suspended. But nevertheless, at some point, the Miami Dolphins will get to play with Will Fuller in 2021. Uh, you know, I mentioned these wide receivers. There's a wide receiver that was not on the roster last year that I believe is going to be the number one wide receiver coming out of camp. And that is number six overall pick out of Alabama, Jalen Waddell drafted who will also be playing with college uh, teammate as Jalen Hurts is with, uh, I, you know, I mentioned Jalen Hurts in, in the opening bell, if you will, part one of the doubleheader playing with his former teammate. Now to attack Viola gets one of his college wide receivers to play with here for the Miami Dolphins and Jalen Waddle. Like the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins had two first round draft picks. This one at number six and one at number 18 took linebacker Jalen Phillips uh, out of the University of Miami. I mentioned 10 and 6 in, in 2020. 2021, I've got them improving slightly to 12 and 5. Uh, now, in 2020, inconsistency in flip-flopping quarterbacks and a new offensive coordinator means Miami is going to be even better in 2021. I say all that to say they're going to be the only two competing. Having said that, the losses I've got projecting them include both games against the Buffalo Bills in Week 2 and Week 8, the Colts in Week 4, an upset loss to the Giants in Week 13, and a loss to the defending AFC South champions. And the if you listen to my AFC South preview, the what will be the 2021 AFC South champions and the Tennessee Titans in Week 17. So again, Miami Dolphins, out of nowhere, seemingly, uh, took second place in the AFC East last year, are going to do it again this year. Uh, the Miami Dolphins will go 12-5 and five and finish second in the AFC East in 2021. Now, without further ado, if you probably already guessed it, uh, the champions of the AFC East, and they will be the champions of the AFC East for the second year in a row, and that would be the Buffalo Bills, who in 2020, I wouldn't say they shocked the world, but in 2020 they had a miraculous season, finishing 13-3, and won the AFC East Championship, and lost in the AFC Championship game to the Kansas City Chiefs, 38-24. to uh, Not a whole lot of losses to talk about here from the Buffalo Bills. Running backs Devin Singletary, wide receivers John Brown and Andre Roberts, and I mentioned a minute ago Tyler Croft, uh, who signed with the New York Jets, uh, was with Buffalo last year. You didn't hear much from Tyler Croft, especially from a from a fantasy tight end perspective, but nevertheless, he is now gone out of Buffalo. Some free agent offseason ads. Uh, you've got quarterback Mitchell Trubisky to back up new star quarterback Josh Allen. You've got running back Matt Breida uh, to come in uh, to, to back up Ryan Fitzpatrick start of the season. He was doing fine. At one point, they said, hey, it's Tua time. Benched Ryan Fitzpatrick for Tua. Uh, Tua would, would would deal with some nagging injuries, so we'd still see some more of Ryan Fitzpatrick. But again, that's done. I think this offense is, is going to be better. Apparently Tua did not understand the playbook or didn't get a good grasp of the playbook last year. That's done. Uh, again, I mentioned give him an old teammate and stud wide receiver, Jalen Waddell, uh, to pair along with Devontae Parker at wide receiver. 
this offense could really explode here in 2021. I mentioned already a declining Patriots team and a still bad Jets team means that the Dolphins are going to be competing with the Bills in the AFC East. Uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, they also uh, signed Emmanuel Sanders, who I don't think honestly should have ever gotten let out of San Francisco. Had flashes in New Orleans, but now you get Emmanuel Sanders here to pair with Stefan Diggs, as well as another COVID holdout returning in Star Lotulale, a former star of the Carolina Panthers, again, returning from COVID for this season. Now, they struggled, obviously, in the pass rush, and they addressed that in the draft, drafting Gregory Rousseau, defensive end out of Miami, Florida, at number 30 overall, and defensive end Carlos Basham Jr., number 61 overall, out of Wake Forest. 13 and 3 in 2020 and 2021 with an extra game means an extra win for the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen has emerged as one of the next big quarterback stars of the NFL, entering his fourth season into the league. He's led the Bills to two playoff appearances, including the 2020 AFC Championship. In his first few years, he's passed for 9,700 plus yards, 67 touchdowns, and 31 interceptions. Combine that with 1,562 rushing yards and 25 rushing touchdowns through three seasons. Josh Allen is the real deal. And with running back no longer being a question, as Devin Singletary has emerged as a very serviceable serviceable running back, both in fantasy and just on the field for the Buffalo Bills. And again, Stephon Diggs, you add Emmanuel Sanders and a slew of wide receivers behind him, this offense shows no sign of slowing down. Now, defense was their weakness at the times last year. Uh, they gave up 42 points in their Week 5 loss to the Tennessee Titans, and they gave up 38 points in the AFC Championship game. Now, I, I mentioned they drafted some defensive ends in the first two rounds to show up the pass rush and added some defensive backs late to help their coverage. Uh, added some defensive backs late in the draft to help in coverage, uh, but again, there's no slowing down Bills Mafia this year, man. Barring a catastrophe uh, injury situation here in Buffalo, uh, they're going to just keep on rolling from 2020. I've got them with three losses on the season, uh, those being Kansas City in Week 5, Tampa Bay in Week 14. So again, the Super Bowl competitors from 2020, uh, both are drawn here for the Buffalo Bills. And again, I mentioned earlier uh, with – the parity in this division, an upset loss to New England in Week 16. All three of their losses I've got them down for are road games, and again, two are from the AFC and NFC champions from uh, the 2020 Super Bowl. So there you have it. The AFC East will go Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, and then last and most certainly least, the New York Jets. Uh, so yeah, that's that's it for this week. Uh, pretty short episode. Uh, this episode should be airing the day after the 4th of July. We all know that we are not in a perfect country. We all know that there are issues that need to be faced and corrected. Despite all of the negatives that are constantly highlighted, uh, be it the media, be it social media, be it your friend group, be it whatever the case is, I still don't think it's hard to argue 
that despite not being perfect, the United States is a pretty damn good country to live in. So I hope you all enjoyed uh, your Independence Day weekend. If you're listening to this the day that it airs, that means that you probably, like me, got the day off as 4th of July fell on a Sunday this year and the observed holiday would fall on the Monday. So nevertheless, uh, a nice long weekend for federal employees and employees of companies who uh, give their employees off for the 4th of July. So nevertheless, I hope you all enjoyed your Independence Day weekend and were safe and are still safe and are starting to live life a little bit more like we did prior to COVID-19. Uh, So having said that, again, that's your show for this week. Previews of the NFC and the AFC East. Again, a reminder, if you disagree with anything, come tell me on social media. Like I said, maybe maybe I'll have you on and we can discuss it on the show. On Twitter, at Tapouts and TDs, or on Facebook, search for at Tapouts and Touchdowns. Next week, we'll have another NFL divisional preview. We might have two of them, depending on how long or short they go. And we might get into a little bit more wrestling talk. Uh, Not a lot of pay-per-views going on right now, uh, but some more releases out of WWE, including a a now former writer. Uh, So we might have PJ Steven back on and maybe some other guests uh, to discuss some pro wrestling. I know there's another guest that I want to be having on the show uh, who lives in another country, and we have talked about doing a New Japan pro wrestling uh, event review. So maybe you'll get some of that. Uh, and again, reach out to social media if there's something you want us to cover. I know we're getting close to the Great American Bash here uh, for NXT on the USA Network. Or if not reviewing that, maybe a throwback uh, Great American Bash from the old WCW days. Nevertheless, uh, this this season has, has flown by. I can't believe we've already aired this many episodes. And I appreciate you listening each and every week. And hope you come back next week some more talk pro football and pro wrestling it's been your guy bully rye and we are out of time and we'll see you next time right here